This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, July 28th. I'm Julia Caulfield. And I'm Grace Richards. In today's headlines, Norwood Fire burns 10 acres. National Night Out. Eyes to ears with Bella Eatman. And a mountain weather forecast. Norwood residents were told to prepare for evacuation on Thursday as a wildfire grew just outside of town. The Thunder Fire is approximately one mile north of the Thunder Road Trailhead in Norwood. It's about five acres in size. It is considered to have moderate spread potential. The cause of the fire is a lightning strike that occurred approximately 4 p.m. yesterday. That's Susan Lilly, Public Information Officer for the San Miguel County Sheriff's Office. The fire grew to roughly 10 acres on Thursday night, but by Friday, firefighters had brought the size down. According to the U.S. Forest Service, the fire is creeping and smoldering in pinyon pine, ponderosa, juniper, and oak brush. At time of broadcast, the fire was approximately 20% contained. The fire triggered a multi-agency response. You have a helicopter from the Colorado Division of Fire Prevention and Control in Montrose. They're assisting. And in addition, we have ground personnel from the U.S. Forest Service, the San Miguel Sheriff's Office, the Bureau of Land Management, the Division of Fire Prevention and Control, and the Norwood Fire Department. While a pre-evacuation order remains in place, Lilly notes an evacuation is unlikely. It is not fully contained by any measure, but it has laid down quite a bit. And um, we're watching weather. You know, we do have some wind, but the location of it uh, and where it's it's likely spreading, if it does, is away from structures and in that north-northwest direction. So we're not worried about any imminent threat to structures or certainly not people. We do have that pre-evacuation status remaining so that uh, we let people know what's going on, people in close proximity or close enough proximity so that they're aware uh, that, they, you know, they may be asked to leave at a moment's notice, but we don't anticipate that. Smoke will be visible for several days, and Lily adds it's important for individuals to stay out of the area. There are air operations, ground crews, and emergency responders working. So for their safety and yours, we really need people to stay clear of the area and let these guys do their jobs. The San Miguel County Sheriff's Office will provide updates on the Thunder Fire on their Facebook and Twitter pages. Somebody call 911. On August 1st, Mountain Village celebrates its 12th National Night Out. But this event is far from a wild night of partying. Catherine Warren, Public Information Officer for the Town of Mountain Village, says the event pays tribute to local first responders and invites members of the community to connect with local law enforcement in a fun, casual setting. The initial idea behind the event was to bring together law enforcement personnel with the community when they're not in crisis. So that, you know, bring the community together with our law enforcement and our first responders in a positive circumstance so that should the need ever arise, there's little more neighborly camaraderie, you know, when people are in crisis and working with the law enforcement in a much different context. 
National Night Out looks different in communities across the country. It could be a neighborhood block party, a parade, a seminar, or a safety demonstration. But ultimately, its goal is to create camaraderie between local first responders and the communities they serve. Mountain Village's National Night Out will include a free barbecue, ice cream social, cornhole, a bouncy castle, and tours of police cars, fire trucks, and an ambulance. Law enforcement officers can get to know their neighbors so that all parties involved will feel more at ease if a time of crisis arises. It's really important to the Mountain Village Police Department to, you know, be part of the community. Warren notes that the community of Mountain Village extends beyond its borders and folks from Telluride, Lawson Hill or other neighboring areas are welcome to join in on the fun. In addition, National Night Out offers Spanish-speaking members of the community a chance to speak to local law enforcement. We are um, promoting it in Spanish as well, and um, it's being held at VCA where we have a large Spanish-speaking population, and um, we now have two officers who are completely fluent in Spanish, so we will make sure that there, you know, there will be the opportunity for this dialogue to happen in Spanish as well. Held from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Village Court Apartments, Mountain Village's Night Out promises to be an evening of fun for the whole family. But it is also a reminder that maintaining a safe community is a joint effort between law enforcement and the community they serve. There's beauty in simplicity. This week on Eyes to Ears, Telluride High School's Bella Eatman finds happiness in the calm of water. Have a listen. Good day, listeners. My name is Bella Eatman, and welcome to the Koto program known as Eyes to Ears. This is a segment where I find paintings from local art galleries to describe to you. Today, we head back to the Slate Gray Art Gallery to describe another painting by Marquetta Sevec called This is Happiness. A small, plain white house with a red roof stands dead center, alone in the flat horizon below a light, cool gray sky with the nearly full moon just overhead. The sky only begins to show its lighter blues just below the crook of the house's roof. And just below the horizon, we see a liquidated chaos of colors. Think as if you had grabbed a tub of water, dropped some dyes of food coloring, and mixed it all around, only to place that look beneath the surface of someone's isolated desert home. Thank you for listening to this afternoon's short segment of Eyes to Ears. I really like the painting we've d- spoken of today. For a good while, I kept thinking of watercolor as the way to describe the way the colors were placed below, but that just couldn't quite fit, considering that this artist likely didn't work with watercolor at all for this piece. But this has been Eyes to Ears on Kodo. My name is Bella Eatman, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.
Imogene Pass is once again open to through traffic. Earlier this week, San Miguel County closed a portion of the road around the town of Tomboy so the U.S. Forest Service could conduct bridge repairs in the area. On Friday, the road reopened for vehicle traffic, creating an alpine link between Uray and Telluride. After a 30-year career as a teacher, David Fila now lives a more contemplative life. Fila is the featured poet for this month's Talking Gourds Poetry Club's Bardic Trails Poetry Night. Fila's work includes a number of books, including a prize-winning chapbook, Thought Experiments, a full-length poetry collection, The Home Atlas, and a book of essays, How Delicate These Arches, which was chosen as a finalist for the Colorado Book Award. In addition, Fila was a finalist for the 2022 Cantor Poetry Prize, which recognizes outstanding Colorado poets. Living in Cortez, Fila also fills his time as a freelance columnist for the Durango Telegraph and the Four Corners Free Press. Talking Gourds Poetry Club is hosting this month's club in collaboration with the Wilkinson Public Library, Between the Covers Bookstore, the Telluride Institute, and the Telluride Arts District. At the event, Fila will read some of his work with time for questions about his influences and inspirations and time for participants to share their own poetry. For those who desire, August's poetry prompt is impossibility. The event will take place on Tuesday, August 1st at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Registration is available at telluridelibrary.org. Another Democrat wants to challenge Congresswoman Lauren Boebert in the race for Colorado's 3rd District. Grand Junction Mayor Anna Stout filed paperwork Wednesday with the Federal Election Commission. Stout is in her second term on the Grand Junction City Council. She'll be challenging Democrat Adam Frisch in next year's primary election. Frisch is running for his second time after he lost to Boebert by less than 600 votes last year. Three other Democrats and one Republican are also vying for Boebert's seat. With such a narrow margin in the U.S. House of Representatives, Colorado's 3rd District could play an outsized role in deciding the balance of power in Washington. The Bureau of Land Management and the U.S. Forest Service held a public meeting in northern Arizona last week on a new tribally proposed national monument near the Grand Canyon. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Chris Clements of KSJD reports it would protect over one million acres of land for tribes that call the canyon home. The proposed national monument is called Baj Nuavjo Ita Kukveni, a combination of phrases from the Hopi and Havasupai languages. In addition to conserving what the tribes regard as sacred land, it would make permanent an already existing ban on uranium mining in the region, and would help protect water sources that flow into the Colorado River. Diana Sue Waita Vukwala is a member of the Havasupai Tribal Council. We've always protected this place with respect, honor, and dignity because our elders before us understood the connection to the Mother Earth. Everything up Upon this earth, especially out at the Grand Canyon Rim, it has medicine. U.S. Senators Mark Kelly and Kristen Sinema of Arizona have introduced a bill to create the National Monument. For KSJD, I'm Chris Clements. High school students from across the country are looking to the Mountain West to learn how to help preserve buildings from the past for future generations. A group of kids from New York City is visiting Grand Teton and Yellowstone and asking questions like, what is important in our history? 
for Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KHOL's Hannah Mersbach has more. Nine students are gathered in a sliver of shade under the Pink House, one of Grand Teton's historic buildings. It's a home constructed in 1938 by one of the first settlers in the area. The students are trading stories from their trip in Yellowstone, and for some, it was their first time camping. When I mean I was so close to the bison, I think I felt it rubbed on the tent next to me. That's Adam Sela. It's his 18th birthday, and he says getting out of New York City has been the best way to spend it. Getting to like see actual real grass instead of turf, and like smell fresh air instead of like pollution air. Like get to see like clear skies and like really hear like the silence of the birds and the animals. Just to really. The students are on a three-week field trip to Wyoming's national parks, learning everything from historic masonry to log preservation and wood window repair, and they're asking questions about what's important to preserve and who gets to decide. Here's Sela and other students speaking with Grand Teton Superintendent Chip Jenkins. And I feel like the start of the National Park Service was to preserve our parks for the people. And it's where you put the emphasis on the last part of that sentence, right, which was for the people. This visit is a way to apply what they've been learning at the Stephen T. Mather Building Arts and Craftsmanship High School, which helps serve minority students in New York. Named after the first director of the National Park Service and partly funded by the parks, the school's goal is to funnel students into fields like historic preservation. This can mean restoring old homesteads, just like the Pink House. Since the modernization and industrialization of construction, you have an entirely different field of people that have to learn the old ways that we used to construct buildings in order to preserve them. So we specialize in that kind of lost and dying art of traditional trades. That's Catherine Watson, who leads programs at the Historic Preservation Training Center at Grand Teton. She says it's their first year hosting this specific program and part of a greater initiative to diversify who works in and has access to national parks. Opening up and realizing that we need to be more reflective of, you know, the American population. One student, Ella Lungi, says spending time with park staff has opened her eyes to new opportunities. That whole experience made me truly like think about my future and like made me realize there were so many paths that I could take and not just be so focused on one. Ora Paduto says she's leaving the parks feeling inspired, pointing to a project the group worked on in Yellowstone. One of my favorite things that I've experienced is being able to see the subtle changes that we've created, like at the Norris Ranger Museum. Like, it wasn't like we did something grand, but we definitely did something that's going to help out in the future and make that building last longer. So that's something. Peduto and the others say they're excited to apply what they've learned back home in New York and maybe someday as members of the Park Service themselves. Hannah Mersbach, K-12 News. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly clear skies tonight with a 10% chance of showers and thunderstorms. The low is around 50 degrees. Saturday, there's a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms with partly sunny skies during the day and mostly cloudy skies at night. The high is in the mid-80s with a low around 50. Sunday, expect rain showers with a high around 85 degrees during the day and a low around 45 degrees at night. This has been the news for Friday, July 28th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, 
call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Please join the Town of Telluride, Servitas LLC, and the Wilkinson Public Library at an open house for the Canyon Lands and Tower House Affordable Housing Project. The meeting is scheduled for 5.30 p.m. on August 3rd at the Wilkinson Public Library. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.